A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? <laughs> hey you guys, welcome back to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. <laughs> and we managed yeah. to pull together for an episode this week. It, it was touch and go there for a minute. We were both out sick. Yeah, like I, I feel like the older I get, the more the sicker <laughs> I get, and I don't know why it is. I yeah. I try to take my vitamins, you guys. Hello Bella vitamins. <laughs> I they're delicious, <laughs> they're yummy, I take them, but not really doing anything for We're me. We're doing our best. I know. I know. The struggle is real. It is. We missed a week. I thought we might miss two, but we Yes. You know what? We came through. We did. We're here. We did. We showed mm-hmm. up. <laughs> well, because your sister took the bar last week. Yes. And so you you were like celebrating her afterwards. And then yeah. I'm a legal recruiter for a law firm and our summer program was ending. And the only time I had free was a time that you were spending time with your sister and it just was like clashing. That's right. And then, then it turned yeah. out that Monday, because we're recording Monday, so hopefully I think you'll, you're going to be seeing me twice this week, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just a way to celebrate August, you know? Yes, exactly. We felt like we had to wait until it was truly, you know, Taylor Swift's time. Mm-hmm. This is her month. Mm-hmm. This is... This is August. It's all happening and we're happy to be here. We are. Although we are not we're not doing evermore or evermore or folkmore. <laughs> I folkmore, you guys, people have told me they're starting to say folkmore now and I think all of our emails have gotten to my head. We're not doing any folkmore-ish stuff. We are kicking it back to lover this week and I blame you. Yeah. Because I- well, I blame the shuffle. <laughs> I blame myself because I, the shuffle just is loves to put me with folk more and ever more. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm over there, and then you bring the light back to our podcast <laughs> with the summer, um, the summer album that we got what two years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I folk. I can't. I, we're folk more. Talking lover. We're talking daylight. Yeah. Well, folklore. I can't. Is it? Is it right? Am I saying folklore? Is it folklore? I have no idea what is going on in my mind. But folklore. August and seven are both from folklore. And folklore just celebrated the one year anniversary on yes. July twenty fifth. So it's really strange that we're talking about how it's almost two years of lover, and we've had <laughs> a year of folklore. It's it's insane. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Time. There's a lot happening mm-hmm. in the Swifty sphere. We haven't had an era in a while. Like, I think it's kind of like whatever goes. Mm-hmm. And that is what we're proving with our podcast, where um, we show up and we do, we pull something out of the hat. I mean, I feel like the last couple of episodes have been fearless. So that's a way throwback. Oh, but- yes. And let me tell you what we are showing up. And um, I went to Corsicana, Texas this weekend, and I have this little pink oh. coat. Um, that I put all my makeup in and I left at the Airbnb. So the fact that I'm showing up for anyone who's watching this, <laughs> I have no makeup on, no moisturizer on because it's all – You're glowing. Oh, thank you. I, it's probably the, the – Look at that skincare. Really it looks great. The, the glow of my my screen. So we're just showing up yeah. <laughs> for this and it's – gonna be a hot hot episode. yeah what a time to be alive i'm excited time. i feel like there's been a lot happening um kind of like on the dl mm-hmm. um especially as we're gearing up for red this fall i think oh um i guess the big news was that um 
Maya Thompson, who is the mother of the four-year-old who inspired Ronan, um, announced that Ronan was going to be included on Red Taylor's version. Um, She shared in a blog post that Taylor Swift had reached out to her personally, because if you don't know, Ronan um, was just a standalone single that she released in 2012 for Stand Up to Cancer, and the proceeds went to cancer research. And so it wasn't tied to any album of Taylor's, mm-hmm. um, but it's been sort of a a really tragic, weepy favorite of the fandom and sort of an important song in Taylor's repertoire, especially when people would accuse her of only writing about boyfriends. Um, <laughs> and so she sort of, she wrote this after reading the blog post of Maya's and she credited Maya with part of the songwriting mm-hmm. because of the um, details she pulled from that post and the story of Amaya and her son Ronan. And so Maya shared that Taylor wrote a very nice email this last week or so where she said, <clears throat> I've recently completed the re-recording of my fourth album, Red. It's really exceeded my expectations in so many ways. And one of those ways is that I thought it would be appropriate to add Ronan to this album. Um, she goes on to say that I wrote Ronan while I was making Red and discovered your story as you so honestly and devastatingly told it. My genuine hope is that you'll agree with me that this song should be included on the album as my co-writer and the rightful owner of this story in its entirety. Your opinion and approval of this idea really matters to me and I'll honor your wishes here. And of course, Maya um, was touched. She really... um, she agreed to that. She mm-hmm. said that she'd be honored to have Ronan's story live on in Taylor's version. And so that will be included on the album coming in November, which which I think is a nice touch and, and an appropriate one, mm-hmm. especially given the timeline of the song's original release anyways. Yeah, and I think it's sweet that she reached out to ask because, I mean, she does credit her as a writer and like the inspiration behind the song, but it's just, it, it's an extra... Uh, meaning behind that email asking like hey is it okay and she would have said yes like she did say yes of course it's just taylor being taylor very thoughtful yeah Yeah. and also it's 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 such a it's like you know a stab to a heart the heart the song it's very it's like you know taylor says she probably can't yeah she said she probably can't sing um uh, what what was it? I can't think of. Soon you'll get soon better. you'll get better. So it might be the same for her mom. You know, she loves a song, but listening to it can like bring back so many emotions and just mm-hmm. put her back in that time. So I appreciate I appreciate that she she sent that email to her, and I don't. Yeah. And then red, it's gonna make red just on on the next level. Like just ball your mm-hmm. eyes out. You have all too well, and you're gonna have Ronan, and it's just gonna be so hard to listen to, but in, in the <laughs> best way possible. Yeah, well, Taylor, in her email to Maya, said, Red was an album of heartbreak and healing, of rage and rawness, of tragedy and trauma, and of the loss of an imagined future alongside someone. And so, obviously, we think of Red and we think of, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mm -hmm. boyfriends, sad stories. But I think she's also making the point that it's about a wide range of emotions Mm -hmm. and what's more like stunning and heart-wrenching than the loss of your own child and the future you imagined with them. I don't think I'm so, going to be able to listen to that song in November. I'm sorry. I know. I mean, listen. and especially with her new her new voice, like yeah. I think, and I can see her playing with it a little bit because it was sort of a standalone. So maybe she'll change the, you know, instrumentation mm-hmm. a little or whatever um, because it is just like such a sad and beautifully it's it's such a sad song, but it's like a really beautiful testament mm-hmm. to the impact that this little four-year-old had on her 
her fam- his family, of course, but then all the listeners who have then adopted this mm-hmm. story and kind of um, revisited. So keeping him alive. She- yeah, she's played it live on a couple like B stage performances, I think. Um, like when Maya was in the audience at one of the shows, I think. And it's always just like such a sad moment. It's really a heavy song, but it's nice that it'll get its place on like an actual record. Yeah, I love that. I like it. Even though that means um, oh, one less uh, bonus track yeah. from Red. I know. <laughs> yeah, how, many, for. how many bonus tracks are we getting on Red again? Do you remember off the I don't top know. of your head? There's thirty total. Yeah. There's thirty total tracks. I I 22. said I had to do the math and I forgot to. And I Eight. think there were like eighteen songs. And then twenty two with bonus songs. Oh, so yeah. we okay. have twenty two with a bonus. Eight extra from the vault songs. So now we're gonna get seven. Right. But then some people think, yeah. um, is it Better Man? Better Man might be on it. Babe. Better Man and Babe. So yeah. that leaves us with five. Oh, and the ten oh, minute, the ten minute version of oh, All, yeah, Too well. All Too Well. So that'll leave us with four. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So four, 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 four. That you know, that's more than we can ask for. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. And it's gonna be November. It's gonna be <laughs> a long time coming. I don't like. There still wasn't a lot going on in the past two weeks. Taylor did narrate the Team USA gymnastic video for Surrey and Jade. Um, very inspirational with I think it was Evermore was playing in the background she did post mm-hmm. on the anniversary for folklore and it was her well wait what? I there's this theory with red get something um yeah there's this theory that I was interested in your thoughts because I don't know I think it was like included in a playlist from this movie called um after we fell which is a sequel to after which is actually funnily enough like a fanfic story of harry styles um that became a novelization and then became a movie hold on hold on what we have to go back to after i don't think i've ever heard of it is a really trashy really trashy ya novel about a pretty abusive like pops like it's sort of like 50 shades of gray Mm -hmm. but for teens okay and and it's about a pop star who you know some normie girl meets this really famous sexy mysterious bad boy pop star Mm -hmm. and he starts a relationship with her and like oh you know trauma and like like i never read it but i've heard a lot about it and then they had a movie that came out on netflix Netflix. i think a year or two ago and so now the sequel is coming out and there's a rumor that Hmm. three songs from red have been will be on the soundtrack for that film um all too well read the song and then ours will supposedly be a part of this where does um, this come from soundtrack where (laughs) because i think it was i think it's only based on the fact that the official account Mm -hmm. of of this store of this movie series has a playlist (laughs) need to has a playlist of of songs for the movie okay you know because it's just like it just samples like general pop songs you know it's like twilight there's just pop songs on the soundtrack sure sure um i'm looking at like the it's called (laughs) after right after movie it's called after we fell after we fell okay is there any is there any reputable actors and and actresses in there because i can see maybe the people being like this is my like the the director be like this is my my perfect playlist would taylor Mm -hmm. give her songs to 
Taylor gave her songs to a horse movie. I know, okay? but it was like, Disney. is she picky? Was it Disney? <laughs> and it was like, like I have not. Taylor gave her song to Bridgerton. Like it's like. Taylor has said that if she owned the rights yeah. for her song, she'd be way more willing to give her rights to anyone because it's like, why not? And it gives the music like out there. Yeah, true. It'll tell you a lot about... I mean, she played a song for Fifty Shades, so it's not like she's like pious and like, I can't be involved with any tune. I guess I just... Too sexy. Oh, I know. I just... I guess I just don't know of after or after we fell and I haven't watched any of this and I haven't... Like, <laughs> it's not on my radar. So I'm just wondering like, is it on Taylor's You're like, radar? no, fake news, no. Shelby. It could be fake news. I don't know. Really and like, could. would Taylor... Does does Taylor know that it's like fan fiction about Harry Styles? And <laughs> if she knew, would she be giving her songs to? She gave her song to a horse movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal. That's true. Did she know? I want to know if she knew <laughs> knew if Jake Gyllenhaal was in that movie or was narrating. I don't think she cares. Right? No, she gets a check she doesn't for care. them using him, and I she mean, gets. The point of me bringing it up was also that maybe it means that a red. Like a single will be forthcoming sooner rather so. than later. I hope so. From Taylor's version. Because she didn't release what Wildest Dreams ever. It just showed up on Shazam or something. But you've never been able to listen to the full one. So hmm. maybe she's just like doing she's this just... thing where she's sampling out little bits, but not releasing a full single until closer to. Have you watched <laughs> after? No. Okay. I have no attachment to this story except that it popped up in my, Your feed. In my Twitter. I'm just curious now. I was like, oh, have you watched it? Is it good? Like, is this going to make people watch After We Fell because Taylor's three songs might be on it? If if that was – I mean, I wouldn't doubt it because it's um, Taylor fans. You know, yeah. they'd watch any – they watch Joe Allen films, don't I, they? I, have, I haven't watched it yet, you guys. I'm still – I'm almost <laughs> done with the book. I've been – because I've been sick and because I've been busy and because life has, like, thrown me so many curveballs the past month, I'm almost done with the book. I'm excited to watch the movie. Um Joe Alwyn's in it. This is the last letter from your lover. Joe Alwyn. And then who's the girl that was in um, – she was in – ooh, I forget. A, I don't know. Virgin, Divergent. She's in Di- Divergent. Oh. oh. Shailene Woodley? Yeah, Shailene Woodley's in it, which I'm not I'm not too happy because she's not my favorite actress, <laughs> but – um, I'm I'm interested in watching the watching the movie. I'll watch it. Hey, it has sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so good for it. Yeah, good for it. I will watch it. Maybe maybe all <laughs> numbers. What what are the audience numbers? That's my question. Oh, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I guess Metacritic says fifty five percent. Sixty seven percent of Google users liked this movie. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes audience score is sixty nine percent. Um, which is higher than. Uh, Jungle Cruise. So oh, good for wow. it. Wow. <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Jungle. I recently watched Old. I just watched it oh, last yeah. year. Last, A great film, honestly. <laughs> Iconic in every sense. I haven't laughed so hard I, in a movie in a long time. I laughed too. And so I funny. think people are like shocked that I was laughing. But there's this one point, <laughs> you guys, this is definitely not anything like Swiftish related. But there's this one point, this girl has like really bad, um, she's a like calcium deficient. And yeah. she's like, <laughs> breaking her arms because she's touching everything and she looks like this contorted weird um i don't know what like pretzel yeah, you guys just, yeah. it's my favorite was well they've definitely aged like that line made my entire theater just start cackling like it's the most captain obvious remark to ever happen in a movie in night Shyamalan, you guys he has some hits i loved it and he has some misses but 
Oh, thanks for reminding me. I could honestly rewatch that movie. It was so yes. funny to me. I like that you thought it was so funny. bad. It was so funny. It's so bad. <laughs> um, so back yeah. to anyway. Back to Taylor news. So Taylor, when she was celebrating folklore, the one year release, she posted two photos yes. of her on the beach, which is you know really cute. Like just kind of like candid photos of her like looking down at the the sand and then looking up at the camera. And then Joe Allen posted a photo of him at like a basically kind of on the same beach and people just love it oh my gosh they do you think it? they're dating i don't know but everyone's just <laughs> like they tie it because like do you think um, they're like together <laughs> maybe maybe they're together it's interesting because it's like they're playing with us because they don't ever like post photos like we're at the beach together it's like i'm gonna post a, you're gonna take a photo of me and i'm gonna take a photo yeah. of you you'll post taylor and then maybe a day or two later joe you'll post and then people will just talk yeah. it's it's cute but it's yeah. kind of like come on i mean honestly he you know he's an actor sure great but he's a great photographer and i, and I guess he's painter. a great writer too because writer he wrote, painter plays piano he takes he's like an actor i haven't really seen him enough to say that he's a great actor <laughs> um it is what it is you guys it's yeah it is uh but did you like she in honor of one year of folklore she re she oh, released yeah. a the original version of the lakes which is more of a orchestral mm-hmm. arrangement mm-hmm. from jack antonoff which is funny timing because that week earlier jack had made note that this song existed because he said someone was asking about you know his processes and whatever and he said oh originally with something like the lakes I had gone for a big loud like big orchestra strings everything moment Mm -hmm. and she parsed it down and was like no let's just keep it simple Mm -hmm. and people saw that and were like oh give us the original lake so I don't know (laughs) if it was a strategy on their part to get interest in this re-release they knew they in this release they knew they were going to do Mm -hmm. Or if they saw people show interest in it and then Taylor's like, oh, well, I'll just throw it out for this one year celebration. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm done making Taylor guesses, <laughs> but it just – perfect timing. Let's just cut yeah, there. very kismet. Per- perfect timing. <laughs> they both talked about it. It was – it just was, you know, happenstance that it was maybe a week before she was going to celebrate yeah. the year of yeah. folklore. Oh, did you like it? Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, the lakes isn't like my favorite song, but I liked it. We haven't covered it on the podcast. Did you like it more? Um, I mean, I didn't. I like. Did you notice any differences? <laughs> yes, but I didn't. Like, I didn't do back to back. I wasn't like, okay, I'm gonna listen to like right now. Like, it definitely yeah. was quieter the first time, but I, like, I don't. It's really... sort of like lover mm-hmm. original and lover wedding version. Yeah, I'm like. If I listen, I can yeah. tell there's a difference, but it doesn't like impact me in a different exactly. way. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, which one do you like better? I don't know. Like in, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I didn't really think about it. Like Twitter, Twitter warriors. I mean, yeah. If you had told me like, what do you like better? Bad blood remix or bad blood? I could be like, oh yeah. Oh, like hundred percent remix. Exactly. Like I could tell you which ones because they're different enough for me to like pick it out. This one I'm like, no, like I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me much. Oh. Yeah, I don't think it affected like a ranking or anything for me either. Mm-hmm. 
Like if it had come out differently, I'm like, I still think I'd feel the same way about this song. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't covered it. So maybe, maybe when we cover it, maybe that's when we'll like listen to it closely and be like, I have a favorite. I'm wrong. I hate this one. I love that one. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Did we ever talk about the fact that she's not submitting fearless for any Grammys? We didn't, but both of us thought about it. So, (laughs) hey, I I made note of that. And I just, I don't think, I think it's just a lot of time passed. Part of me thinks maybe she did it just because like she's not looking for any is it acclimate? Is that like a a a word accolades accolades for it? Yeah. And to give other other people their 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 light. Because you have like Olivia and is is she submitting anything for Evermore to the Grammys? Yeah, she's gonna submit Evermore. So, so it's like Yeah, it's like Evermore or or that one. Don't wanna split the vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't wanna split the vote. Well, she wants to get most of it. So it's just it's just interesting because she probably could have pulled off some some stuff for a for a few of the bonus songs. I don't know. I think what are your I thoughts? think one, it was smart because I don't I don't think she'll get nominated for it. So it's like, might as well not give the option mm-hmm. for a snub. But also, if she had been nominated, I think all, like you said, the press would be focused on she robbed someone more re- recent of their opportunity mm-hmm. with an ancient record yeah. that already won Grammys in its time. So it doesn't, it wouldn't have made sense, I think, for her to submit it. So I'm glad that she just came out and was like, yeah, we're not doing this. Yeah. And I, I don't think it could have won. I don't think it should have won, frankly, mm-hmm. just because it already won. Exactly, so it's not yeah. even like a chance for retribution. It's just like, okay. <laughs> okay. So do you think Evermore has a shot of getting a Grammy? Yeah. A Grammy? Like maybe, honestly, I don't because yeah. like you said, there was so many, there's so many new, there's so much new stuff coming out that was that was loud, got a lot of attention and love. Mm-hmm. You have like Billie Eilish's album coming out now. You have Lord coming I think back. Lizzo might be releasing something soon. Oh, yeah, Lizzo. She posted yesterday <laughs> being like, crossed. if you want to be happy, check my post today. And I haven't checked, but I think yeah. she might be coming out with something soon too. Something, something's something. definitely in the works. Yes. And so I think the problem is a lot of people associate like folklore evermore as similar, you know, their sister albums. Mm-hmm. So it'd be weird to have her win two times in a row. Especially when, while a lot of critics <gasps> love what she does on Evermore, rumors more than folklore, I don't think she could pull off another full album win for it. So I'm sorry, but eight. This is eight thirteen. Is when rumors is released for Lizzo. Sorry. Oh, breaking news! <laughs> she posted three hours ago. So yeah. So like like you, were, I'm I like interrupted your your thought process, but. Yeah, would you want Evermore? Like, what are your feelings? Are you kind of like on that same page? Because I am. I'm kind of like, yeah, like Evermore is great, but you know, I think Taylor got what she wanted mm-hmm. with the folklore win, and I think it was earned and deserved. Yeah. And I think it speaks to this, you know, era of songwriting she's in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why get two, why get two album awards for yeah. it? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she got fearless for her like country her. Her songwriting, her youth, like youthful view then. She got it for 1989 going full pop, cleaning up her act sonically, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. And so then she got it for folklore where she proved yet again that she can change, she can adapt, and she'll always be a songwriter at heart. So 
It doesn't make sense for Evermore to peek in there too. Okay, I have a question. I am HO. <laughs> I, know, I I totally totally agree. So, Grammy nominations. When when do they end? They end like maybe October. I don't know. Okay, I don't remember okay. ever. So <laughs> Red is going to be released in the fall. Do you think she'll submit yeah. Red for Grammys for the next year? That's my question. I don't think she should. I really don't. I think it would just be bad press at this point. But Red needs. That's Red deserves opinion. a Grammy. Red does. Everyone just I like know. throws that out. So that's what the only reason I was wondering. Like, what are your thoughts? Would you want her to submit? Some of the songs for a think, Grammy. Yeah. Maybe she'll pull off like a single, like a, like an all too well mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be deserved. But going for album of the year, I think would be. Be tacky and weird. Yeah. I yeah. don't even know yeah. like what the word is. It's just like, it's an old album. Yeah. Like yeah. it's kind of weirdly old, but new and it's 30 tracks and it's like, what's going on mm-hmm. here? I think people, I don't think it would work. I think people would really throw it under the bus. If for yeah. if she got the Grammy win, people would not be happy. People would be like, what yeah. the heck, Taylor? <laughs> like, even like right now, like so many other people could have gotten it, but you throw it out and being like, hey, give me a Grammy. Like, and she'd probably get a <laughs> yeah. lot of like flack because it's like, you didn't win. Like, it would just yeah bring up a lot of, a lot of old stuff. Oh, but yeah, but I mean, speaking of love and, and red, um, <laughs> we're doing a quick about face yes. and talking about how love isn't red. Mm-hmm. It's daylight. It's golden. <laughs> it's golden. Yeah. Well, before we get into all that, I am excited to spare another minute for our sponsor, Olive and June. Um, I don't know about you, but tis the damn season for painting my nails unfortunately i'm so bad at it the paint chips it gets old it gets gunky on top of that i have the issue of messy nail beds smudges like (laughs) from an unsteady hand but luckily olive and june has made me an expert at nail care nail art nail technique um their mani system is the answer to salon perfect nails all from the comfort of your own home their polish lasts seven plus days chip free and it's an investment so that means with their mani system each at-home manicure comes to just about two dollars a pop. Compare that to your regular gel manicure at like $40 a visit. This is basically a gift that keeps on giving. So if you like painting your nails, if you're bad at painting your nails, if you're just curious about painting your nails, then Olive and June Manny system is the perfect system to get you going. All in one, no guessing, no fussing package that comes with all the tools you need from a file, a buffer, a detail brush, and a magical polish remover pot. Um, Not only that, every set comes with six polishes of your choosing. I can't get enough of the options. I'm constantly going back for more. So treat yourself. Take that at-home self-care moment. Um, To do that, you want to head on over to oliveandjune.com and see what the hype is about. And for our favorite listeners, we're giving you 20% off your first Manny system when you use the promo code SWIFTISH. So just go to oliveandjune.com, pick out your Manny kit and colors, and use SWIFTISH at checkout for 20% off. We love it. We promise you'll love it. Get on over there. You won't regret it. And let us know when you do. Again, that's oliveandjune.com with the code SWIFTISH for 20% off. Yes. Yes. We're taking it back to lover. <laughs> like it's... When I first heard the song, I was in New York City because I went out to, right. um, 
Yeah, I went out and celebrated Taylor and the release week, and it was a blast. And I remember being in a hotel room listening to it because I was exhausted because I went to the Good Morning America where everyone sang me for like a million thousand times. And it was hot and I was sweating and I just slept the day away. And then I woke up and I listened to all this and she closed it out with Daylight, which peaked at 89 on Billboard for that week, which is kind of great because it's 89 oh um, yeah you're right yeah yeah which i was kind of like oh that's very taylor i love it yeah. and this song actually was it was she was thinking of having this be the the title track mm-hmm. and she thought it would be just a little bit too sentimental she said i was kind of in my head referring to the album as daylight for a while but lover to me was a more interesting title more an accurate theme in my head and more elastic as a concept would you have I wonder how we would have reacted to Daylight versus Lover. Like, say, like, oh, Taylor's new album, Daylight. <laughs> I like Lover. I think she was yeah. right. I agree that I mm-hmm. think it would have come off a little too um, – what did she say? Um, she said it might be a little too sentimental. Um, mm-hmm. It makes more sense looking at the full vibe of the al- album – and kind mm-hmm. of what she's trying to do, especially in comparison to coming off of reputation. Oh, yes. And so Daylight just felt a little too, like, on the nose and twee for that to be the whole album name, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lover really, like, kind of just brings in the concept of all these songs. And I know, like, your favorite song, Me, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she loves herself. And then you have, like, it's nice to have a friend, even though it's not one of your favorites either. Yeah. There's that still that love between, like – people and uh you know death by a thousand cuts there's that, that that love element every single song kind of has like a love element to it if it was daylight there would be like a little like oh i wonder why like hmm it just doesn't really fit into some <laughs> of the songs that she's written yeah for sure yeah so i'm a fan of it i think like listening to the album um you know we have our, i have my opinions about lover the mm-hmm. full album it's you know this is the 18th track which is feels like a lot of tracks on a on a main album um but it was a nice like refresher after a few of my (laughs) less favorite album (laughs) less favorite uh, songs on the album Mm -hmm. so I Mm -hmm. feel like it was a nice way to pull it all together and in Mm -hmm. that sense I think she placed it in the exact right space I think it works exactly as it's meant to and I think it stood out because of how straightforward she was it it scratched that nostalgia itch referencing a lot of things from red it showed her growth by proving that she understood things differently now and it gave you that sort of spoken word outro where she she hits you over the head with the theme she's like guys if you haven't gotten it yet like here's the point of this whole album Mm -hmm. this whole concept this whole like presence of being that I am now and so I think it works I think it was a nice send-off for the album in the era it would have been a nice moment on um, whatever she would have done for Loverfest. I think mm-hmm. it, it's like a nice song. I don't think it's necessarily one of her best ever, but it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it like ended it perfectly. She On her Spotify campaign, she said that she chose Daylight as the last song on the album because it recognizes past damage and pain, but shows that it doesn't have to define you. And she does talk about how it, you know, Reputation was a nighttime album and then the yeah. Lover feels more like, you know, like it's it's unit and it's like a daytime album, um, album. Yes. and then she ends it with the coming out of the daylight and having like, you know, love be golden and she's just out there and love is shining 
and the sun is shining brighter than ever. So it's yeah. kind of like a perfect um, wrap up. And also, you know, you, you had your less favorite songs towards the end of the <laughs> album and this was a refresher. Yeah. But it also, like you said, it was a lot of tracks. And so at the end, I always feel like when a lot of tracks are on a, a an album at the very end, I tend not to have as much energy to really listen to it. So yeah. I, I listened to the song, but I think I was just so like out of it that I never really gave it the first few weeks like a spot mm. in my on my list. And I like it. Has it like rosen rosen up or down in your your ranks? Or are you just kind of like, no, it's still where it is? Yeah, I think it's just like middle of the pack. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. cut it from the album. But yeah. um I don't think it's I don't think it crosses near the threshold of other ones. I mean, the the one beautiful thing about it, and like I wish we'd gotten to see this with her lover Paris no. concert sessions, is that it does reference so directly to Red. And um, even in Red, the album, in her prologue, she talks about how real love shines golden like starlight and doesn't yeah. fade. Maybe I'll write a whole album about that kind of love if I ever find it. And I think that being the mythology behind this song and like, Oh guys, look, I did find it is what elevates mm-hmm. this track because otherwise it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it doesn't have anything that's like, like outstanding except for the fact mm-hmm. that it's like, Oh my gosh, look at this. Look at what she's learned. Look at how it references red. And isn't that like fun and delightful and moving? Do you think she would have like mashed this up with a red song? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think so. She did it at her Paris session. Like, I think it's, you know, it's like, it's right there. Like, it'd be weird to not reference the two. I really want, I know, I know Taylor's like past lover era, but she was preparing for the lover album or lover Mm -hmm. album, the lover, like, you know, lover fest. I would really like her to leak what the track list was going to (laughs) be because that would be great. Like, which song she was going to mash up with, like, past favorites? Which ones would have been cut? You know, which ones she would have yeah. done as – well, I don't know if she really would have had surprise songs. She would have, like, what, four surprise songs on each of the the tours. But I really would love that. I know. I would love to have, like, what she thought would be the perfect set list for it. Like, yeah, the sketches, be- the designs, what It would make us all too sad. <laughs> I know, but it would have been just so fun to, like, look at that and just see. Because we're, like, a year and a half out of it. Well, and I feel like she probably didn't year. know, right? I mean, she might have had I mean, ideas. Ideas. I would have really wanted to see, like, yeah. her scrapbook, like, her yeah. thoughts, her journals, and what she would have thought would have been great. Yeah. Because what it would have been – it's been a year since we would have seen Taylor live for Loverfest. Yeah. Ooh, and Corona's coming back around, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of, like, sad. So just get, gonna get me back uh, into my feels. Yeah. But, like, Lover would have just been, like, I just want some daylight of, like, show me a little what you would have done. Know. Just yeah. a bit. <laughs> oh, but should we get into it yes, before I get too depressed and down about the variant code, Delta variant? Okay. Yeah, I'll just say that on Let's do this. Okay, verse one. My love was as cruel as the cities I lived in. Everyone looked worse in the light. There are so many lines that I've crossed unforgiven. I'll tell you the truth, but never goodbye. I really yeah, like I how she enters it. Yeah. I love the the sound and how like it doesn't because it sounds like it sounds really sad like the first verse mm-hmm. my love was as cruel as the cities i lived in there's so many lines of cross them forgiven but mm-hmm. you can kind of tell this is like an upbeat song and it's gonna like it's oh, i love how her voice sounds and it kind of mm-hmm. really puts you into the the right mood for the closeout of this album yeah it's kind of like a deep breath it's like a centering mm-hmm. and it's like 
you can feel that sort of plaintive reflection there. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that um, she told Rolling Stone um, that that's something that does bother me, referencing this idea of there's so many lines that have crossed unforgiven. Um, looking back at life and realizing that no matter what, you screw things up. Sometimes there are people that were in your life and they're not anymore and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't fix it. You can't change it. And I think you can feel that sort of like bittersweet element to this idea where she's looking back at her life and thinking like, oh, like, you know, we talk a lot about like growth and like, isn't it wonderful to see how much you've changed? But there's also a lot of sadness wrapped up in like Mm -hmm. either regret, mistakes, sort of that, those lost chances, those missteps. And I think here she does a good job of being like, oh, like there was a lot going on here that was like hard and rough and and there's things that people wronged me with, you know, everyone was, everyone was cruel. Everyone was mean. It didn't look great for them, but mm-hmm. there's also lines that I've crossed and there's things that I've done that were wrong. But then the last line is sort of this like relief because she says, I'll tell you the truth, but never goodbye. And I think that's just such a beautiful way to like highlight the commitment and connection that she's going to continue to explore in this song where she is at first, you don't know who she's talking to, but then in the end, you know that she's like, it almost reads like this confession to her lover. And mm-hmm. whether you read that as, you know, Joe, which the song seems to be about, but also her audience, her listeners, her fans, she's like, I'm telling you guys, I'm learning, I'm telling you guys these details. I've always shared the, you know, truth of these relationships, these missteps, these mistakes. But what I'm not going to do now is like say goodbye. Like this is my Mm -hmm. forever. This is my commitment. And I think that that speaks to like where she is in her relationship with Joe, especially. Mm -hmm. I like that. And like taking it back to like the first two lines, how she talks about how her love was as cruel as a city as she she lives in. And then everyone looked worse in the daylight. It kind of takes me back to the reputation era a little bit Mm -hmm. because, you know, it was all like sarcastic. It was all Mm -hmm. kind of like a – like an, an album that was making like the first half was like making fun of everything like yeah. um you know um all those first couple of songs i can't think of any of the names right now i did something bad and then <laughs> you think of like yeah you don't blame me and like and you think of the, the concert too yeah. it was just like dark and choosing like cloaks and it was just like loud and booming and then you think of like when like New York in, in, in the morning as like I guess she's saying that it, it's like everyone looks worse in the light like if you're coming home like hungover or you're like taking the walk of like shame if you will and you, like your makeup is smudged and you just don't yeah. look that great and it's kind of like paralleling like the two and I love how she's like kind of turning that around in the song about how like everything's looks better in this daylight though like she kind of like mm. like you said she's grown up and she's like okay I'm moving on this is this is a new chapter for me yeah but yes and then we go into the chorus i don't want to look at anything else now that i saw you i don't want to think of anything else now that i thought of you i've been sleeping so long in a 20-year dark night and now i see daylight i only see daylight yeah Mm -hmm. it's really sweet i think she does a good job of sort of of capturing that experience especially with the line i've been sleeping so long in a 20-year dark night Mm -hmm. i think I think it's just like, a, you know, we can analyze the numerology however much you want. But to me, it reads as sort of this general idea of like, 
I don't know, the idea of your 20s, but also just that it's been so long, you don't realize what you're living with, what you're putting up with until you until you stumble onto another way of thinking or living or loving. And so to me, it kind of feels like she didn't even know she was asleep. She didn't even know she was like struggling through this darkness until mm-hmm. she's like, oh, wait, this is what a healthy relationship looks like. Like, wait, this is what a love really is. Mm-hmm. And I think that sentiment works well, especially since it mirrors the line in Lover, the song where she says, have I known you 20 seconds or 20 years? It's just like you lose track of everything in your past once you find this, you're like person who can like mm-hmm. help you not only see love, but yourself better. And I think she's allowing us to like step into that journey with her where she's like, I don't even know the details of time, but like I was in the dark for so long and now I've like found my light through this person. Yeah. And then when I'm thinking of like when she was dating, when I was dating, when a lot of people are dating, you know, you think you find like you forever, for over and over, like you just the cycle, you find someone you're like, oh, we're perfect for each other. And then like things just, you know, get dark and dreary. And, mm-hmm. you know, what was once so red and passionate is now like black and dreary. But every single time you're like, why isn't this working out? Why isn't this working out? And then you find, you know, everything's so difficult sometimes, but then you find yeah. that one person and you do see daylight and everything just seems so much easier. And you're like, oh, like this yeah. is how it's supposed to be. Like you said, it's so much easier than this darkness that I've been like trying to figure out and like trying through. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And like trying so hard to be like, no, this guy is the one I'm going to put all my effort into it until like we, we work at work it out till this toxic becomes, you know, daylight. But then you find someone it's like, wait, like it, there doesn't need to be any toxic, toxic, <laughs> yeah. toxicness in relationships. And Renegade would ta- like a word. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's so, it's so interesting to see her, her um, write the song. Cause even in other verses, you kind of see that like, <clears throat> you know, they obviously both of them weren't perfect, but together they're, they're great together and they're perfect together. You know, they've been through their yeah. up and, ups and downs, but they let each other see the daylight. Yeah. And this mirroring yes. of like, I don't want to look at anything else now that I saw mm-hmm. you. It kind of reminds me of like, call it what you want. Like, oh, my baby's fit like a daydream walking. Like, is that down where I'm the one he's walking to? Like just this mm-hmm. idea of she's like looking at him. But then you also have this idea of I don't think of anything else now that I thought of you, which mirrors that idea of gorgeous where she becomes just obsessed with this guy that she doesn't really know, but she's thinking of mm-hmm. going home and Googling. And I just think <laughs> um, that's a fun detail too. That is such a fun detail. Let's get into verse two. Luck of a draw only draws the unlucky. And so I became the butt of the joke. I was I wounded the good and I trusted the wicked. Clearing the air, I breathed in the smoke. Maybe you ran with the wolves and refused to settle down. Maybe I've stormed out of every single room in this town. Throw out our throughout our cloaks and our daggers because it's morning now. It's brighter now. Yeah, she packs in a lot here. I think she really, yeah. she held her punch in the first verse and really just wallops <laughs> us here. I, mean, I like it. I mean, I think um, it's meaty. It, it, it's it's mm-hmm. a lot of what Definitely her is. critics have been calling for for so long, which is like, maybe you're the problem, Taylor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you should write an album called Maybe It's Me. And she's like, well, here's a whole <laughs> song. Like, <laughs> She's like, man, I really messed up a lot. And I think... Mm-hmm. I think it's powerful to hear someone in a position of power, like acknowledge, no matter how weakly and like, you know, she's Mm -hmm. not getting the details, 
that she messed some things up and it hurt her, but it hurt others too. And I think um, the first verse is sort of focused on, oh, I did something bad. Um, and this one <laughs> is more, so oh, wow. So I trusted the wrong people. I had a messy mm-hmm. time that could have been cleared up if I'd, if I'd had some different instincts and um, uh, <laughs> understanding of human nature. Mm-hmm. And I think she... I like this first part where she's like talking about herself and like, oh, like I became the butt of joke. I, I, I insulted good people. I befriended the wrong crowd. And in the midst of it, I was trying to like talk my way out of like, oh, guys, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Apology, apology, apology. But she's just like choking in on the toxic mm-hmm. air around her. And she's just constantly like hurting herself in any attempt to make things right because she's mm-hmm. not understanding what's needed to make things right. And that's just a whole vocalization of some of her missteps throughout her career. And at least she's like aware that there was some there was some lack of understanding there. So what I'm wondering is, then she goes on to the second half of the verse, maybe you round the wolves and refuse to settle down. So they, I'm, you know, that's about Joe, obviously. And I just, you know, from what we've seen of him, just the photos I've seen of him being like goofy and I don't really know him that well, even through his acting, he just says, he says stuff that's like <laughs> yeah. not really relatable. Like it kind of sounds like he was like a player, like a... I don't know, just like running with like a wild crowd. And it's so hard to envision him like that. And so see, I'm just kind I of like, a, was he a heartbreaker? Like, is that I what she's talking about? I read it more as like, you know, wolves are more, I read it more as like, he just was with his bros. Like he wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't like yeah. sly and conniving and F boy. It was oh, more no. like, oh, I'm sure I'm not hanging out with girls. I'm just going to the pub with my boys. And like, I don't care about, serious but, relationships because what do I need except my my guys yeah. which but the whole like refuse to settle down kind of puts me like maybe he had a few like a few flings here and there and his friends were like oh yeah like that's just another girl like <laughs> I just it kind of reminds me like when I was dating like a lot of my um a lot of my friends well my even my parents will be like well, I'm not gonna learn this guy's name you know just because like well, like that's where it puts me in like not that he was like that he was just kind of like dating around and like being you know maybe broke some hearts and that's what (laughs) I get from this line and it just kind of makes me laugh I'm just kind of like I can't imagine yeah I can't imagine either yeah because I I would assume that maybe he just chose the right right girls to not settle down with because (laughs) some people would love to get their 10 minutes of fame and sell a story yeah, I just about. feel like to me like wolves are always sort of an image for you know the alpha male the hyper masculine you're you're moving in your pack it doesn't necessarily scream like to me I read that and I see this like refuse to settle down and it's more that he never gave David a chance he was just your permanent bachelor not because he hmm. was playing girls but because he just had no interest he was like he never even yeah. and I think like maybe that's colored by other songs about him where it seems like he was kind of a loner or like I don't know just you know <laughs> blue too and much yeah <laughs> I'm just I wasn't thinking that he was like a big player just he was just like dating around and just like no no like yeah not, not never took anything too serious went on like one or two dates but still could have like heartbroken been like heartbroken right. you know and didn't I mean she does talk about his heart being frozen I think yeah, I, don't I know. think she's just telling us that this guy had no interest. 
If anybody has dated Joe Alwyn and wants to come on our podcast, yeah. please come. Well, tell them to reach out because I would love to talk to them. Like, so, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I like it because it is sort of this like marriage of their two worlds, even though their worlds mm-hmm. had nothing in common where it's like you were doing this. And then meanwhile, I was just like burning bridges left and right on accident. And, you know, uh, I was hotheaded. I was I was doing this, you know, I bury hatchets but I keep maps of where I put them and then Mm -hmm. she's like but we threw out our cloaks and our daggers now because it's morning now and I think that also pairs interestingly with songs she's written about them before which is like you know long story short the knife cuts both ways if the shoe fits walk in it and just this idea that Taylor's kind of always in envisioned herself as sort of that like you know like (laughs) it if you step on me, like I'll bite, but she's ready mm-hmm. for a fight. Like she might mm-hmm. bring a knife to a gunfight, but she's ready. <laughs> and she's like always ready to like get in there and like, nah, stab him a little bit. <laughs> but then you also have like cruel summer sneaking in through the garden gate. There's this idea that there was a lack of communication. They were playing games and there mm-hmm. wasn't like a lot of clarity on what both of them want. But now it's mm-hmm. like, we threw all that out. Like we're done with that. Mm-hmm. That like, edginess that like attempt to control the narrative we're just gonna see how this goes it's morning Mm -hmm. now it's brighter now it's daylight I wonder when when Joe knew like okay I want to be with her because it kind of sounds like like you said never really took anything serious so I wonder like when that went because we know kind of like the moment that happened with Taylor she writes about the song so we can like follow the journey along with her but I'd love to know like more into his insight which we'll probably never find out maybe when i like saw 80. this tiktok that what? was like this guy like the point of view of joe realizing taylor thinks he's poor and it's just all these lyrics that are like oh he works to make a little money and like oh i don't need anything fancy honey i'll just marry you with paper rings and it's like joe's <laughs> like uh, you know like is joe dirt poor no he's a pretty privileged guy joe too, dirt. But this, yeah it's like taylor's just like has this she constantly uses these images that are kind of like interesting and it is funny to think of like Joe being like huh I'm putting together this idea that this like you have an idea of me that I didn't know you had I didn't know I was trash (laughs) she's like oh this loser he's just like sitting in his blue room sad with no lovers (laughs) and it's just like (laughs) it's just funny to think about um but I was curious about this line um look at the draw only draws the unlucky Mm -hmm. I like I was trying to like figure it out like I I mean, luck of the draw is obviously, like, this thing that it's, like, oh, people leave things to chance and, like, you just see what turns up. But Mm -hmm. is she just saying, like, you're constantly – if you're not if you're not planning better, then you're just constantly going to be hit by these unlucky hands. Like, is that sort of what she's going at? And so is that tied in with the next line? And so I became the butt of the joke. Is she saying, I wasn't, like, thinking things – I thought things would just, like, work Mm -hmm. out for me, but then it just kept backfiring. Well, she's, like, taking a lot of gambles. Like, her whole career Mm -hmm. in her life is kind of a gamble. So I kind of think maybe, like, you think of, like, um, all the relationships she was in, how she really, like, threw everything on the table. Uh, Through her music, you can see how invested she was in Jake. And she just came out unlucky through all of this. And then, like, you look at her career and some (laughs) – I mean – at the time, yes, because she ended up after all of these like relationships that she just kind of like went all in on, 
she ended up becoming the butt of the joke. Like, oh, Taylor, right. let's write a song about how, like, it's never about you. And, oh, who's Taylor going to break up with next? What song is she going to write about her next um, ex-boyfriend? So maybe it was just that, like, she was just gambling on on love. And mm. she just, because of that, she became, like, the butt of the joke. She was just so willing to, like, fall in love easily and fast. Mm, interesting. But I don't know. I don't know. But that's Makes my sense. that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. I think too, it's like she talks about like in Cruel Summer, devils roll the dice, angels roll their eyes, mm-hmm. sort of this like you try and plan, but you can't really figure things out. And mm-hmm. I think um I think there's some something interesting there. I'm I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I think she's saying, but I think it's a clever line. Yeah. If anyone has any insight, please <laughs> yeah. send it our our way and as we go into the chorus she says i don't want to look at anything else now that i saw you i can never look away away. yes (laughs) i don't want to think of anything else now than i thought of you things will never be the same (laughs) i've been sleeping so long in a 20 year dark night now i'm wide awake and now i see daylight daylight i only see daylight daylight I only see daylight, daylight, daylight. I only see daylight, daylight, daylight. Yes, Shelby. <laughs> I'm loving that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I think it's a really, like when the song comes on, I'm not mad because I think it has yeah. a really like calming energy to it. Like, and you are just kind of like swept in. Almost like mm-hmm. a New Year's Day vibe, but a little bit mm-hmm. easier to like just ride that wave. And I yeah. think this chorus nicely builds on itself where obviously it mirrors the same lines, but you have this voiceover work where she's saying, uh, not only am I, I don't want to look at anything else, but I'm never going to look at anything else. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything else because thing, but things will never be the same, like seeming to cite these past issues she's had of, you know, whatever it is. And um, this idea that she's been, you know, asleep and now she's awake. And I think that's, it's nice to hear her own voice kind of echoing these reaffirmations that she's mm-hmm. in a good place. Yeah. And I love like when I'm thinking about like her and Joe, like we don't get a lot, but you know, we got some in, you know, Miss Americana. Um, hold on. What's mm-hmm. the movie? Is that Miss Americana? Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> losing it. Like when she runs up to him after like that final show in Dallas and just gives him a huge hug. And then you see like them walking together when she's at like award shows and she like mm-hmm. turns to him and she smiles. And you see like these tiny little things where it's just like she really is shining when she's with him and she's just so happy that he's there. And they've it's been three years. So it's not like they're still in this like puppy love and they're they're not hiding out anymore and trying to keep their love a secret. And it's still, mm-hmm. it's, it shows to, you know, how much they really value and love each other. They're still yeah. in that honeymoon stage when they're like three <laughs> to four years in. Well, yeah. I mean, not only that, but like comparing this to the anxiety of dancing with our hands tied where she's yeah. like, holy crap, someone's going to ruin this. Like, you're going to leave me. I know you're going to leave me because it's going to be too much, but I hope you don't mm-hmm. leave me. But I think you will because it's too much. Yeah. And now she's like, oh, how I'm out in the date- open. I'm happy and I'm fine. How long did she she dated Calvin Harris for a year and a half? No, right? one year. One year. One cake. year. Oh, why did I, I mean think like it was a year and a half? I mean, I think their anniversary was like I guess it was like March or February or something. So okay. like a year and a couple months. Okay. For some reason I thought it was so long. So like that's like the longest relationship she had been in that we know of prior to to mm-hmm. Joe. And so it's like three times as long. And it's yeah. 
you know, he's not running away. Like, they probably <laughs> have their issues like every couple does, but it's yeah. just, she's just shining bright. Okay. Um, and we'll go into the bridge and I can still see it in my mind. Oh, no, I can't. And I can still see it all. Do you want, in my mind, I wasn't sure if you were going to be. Oh, sorry. Seeing. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it, it goes to too high of a falsetto. I can't I, hit okay. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> All of you, all of me, intertwined. I once believed love would be black and white, but it's golden. Golden. And I can still see it all in my mind, back and forth from New York, sneaking in your bed. I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden. Like daylight, like daylight, like daylight, daylight. I love this whole out al- this whole album, this whole bridge, because I love how she she gives all these little details. Like she everyone freaked out when she was like, Oh, she thought love would be burning red and she, you know, they brought out the whole red album and a lot of people are really like talking about that and golden. She's been tying gold, everything ever since I think reputation. Mm -hmm. And then the one thing that I really liked was back and forth from New York, sneaking in your bed gives you that like idea that she's going back and forth from, uh, from London to New York. Like, and you have that, they were like sneaking in this relationship but a lot of people are like oh she's getting there at like midnight and he's in bed so she's like sneaking in his bed and falling asleep with him but it's just like a really great bridge (laughs) how does it rank on bridges for you you are you love bridges does it go up there or is it just kind of like it's fine it's no death by a thousand i mean taylor has so many great bridges that it's really hard Mm -hmm. to crack the top of the top of the pack there um Mm -hmm. i think this is a good bridge I think yeah. it's, you know, middle of the pack across the board. Um, I, I do feel like it, it works in the song. It, it gives that sort of like euphoric release where she's just like, you know, previously she's like, I only see daylight, daylight, daylight. And then it's like the sun comes over the mountains. It's it's there's this crescendo effect where you can kind of feel the warmth of these of these thoughts reaching out. And um, mm-hmm. and I think it works really well. I think it's fun the way she plays with her voice a little bit here. And I think it's worth noting that this is a solo written track. She produced it with Jack Antonoff, but this is one of her, one of three, I think on lover that she wrote alone. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, Cornelia street being the other one and lover being the other one. And so clearly she is inspired by her muse. And I think it Mm -hmm. makes sense here to see her sit back and not only think about their relationship, but think about how she used to think about relationships. And so Mm -hmm. you do get these revisits to, to symbols she's used in the past, whether that was, Oh, golden. And like, Oh, he's so like charming. Like, look at this guy. It's so untouchable. He's so perfect. Mm -hmm. And, but it's also tied up in this, like, I once believed love would be burning red, but no, it's, it's tied up in this more pure, like invaluable, um, idea of it just being warmth and it's just Mm -hmm. daylight and you just feel that like heartbeat and that hope there. Mm -hmm. And she brings a little like more realness to it, uh, the way I'm reading it. Cause you said one, I thought I once believed love would be black and white and the way that I'm reading that is more like she got a lot of like when I think of love story and like you know she fairy tales and she was like really like really thinking that someone was going to come and save her and she, you know at the beginning of her career now it's more you know it went from being like fairy tales to like burning red passion to golden just kind of mm. like the truth everything's really setting you free and just pure someone doesn't need to save you someone doesn't need to be like you don't need to be all consumed by someone but you it could be someone who you can just feel free with 
Yeah, I like that. I think I think it's definitely like her realization is like, wow. <laughs> I used to be able to write songs like Better Than Revenge and Girl at Home and whatever and things were uncomplicated because I knew what was right and what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And you've seen through her eras that she's realized like, oh, you know, I've been there too a few times. Like, uh, <laughs> yep. things can get a little gray, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that's not even the real truth. Like, you don't want to just sit in that gray area and be like, oh, life's complicated, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. what's more important is the purity that comes when you have a real commitment and a real understanding of what you need, what you want. And for her, it wasn't this idea of like, oh, the strongest emotions the burning red Mm -hmm. it's like the cozy safeness of feeling at home with someone and having that like warmth together yeah being able to like you know cook dinner and then he's in the other room playing piano yeah he's just writing exile (laughs) and it's just Just for fun yeah (laughs) quarantine together it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's real yeah i think like it's it's real Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into the chorus. Did you want to sing the parentheses <laughs> yeah, sure. or okay, you guys. I don't want to look at anything else now that I saw you. I can never look away. <laughs> and I don't want to think of anything else now that I thought of you. Things will never be the same. <laughs> I've seen I've been sleeping so long in a twenty year dark night. Now I'm wide awake. And now I see daylight. Oh no, I don't remember how she does this one. I I, I don't know. I see daylight. I I only see daylight. Yeah. He goes, ah. I only Ah. see daylight. Daylight. (laughs) Daylight. Daylight. I only see daylight. 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 Ah. I really can't remember this now. And and I can can still see see it all. all. Oh, yeah. And I can still see it all. I don't remember. (laughs) I only see daylight. 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 And I can still see see it all. Back and forth from oh, New yeah, York. Oh yeah, back and forth from New York. <laughs> I can see. I can only see. I only see daylight, daylight, daylight. I once you- believe that would be burning red. Yes, sing it. And then the outro, like daylight. <laughs> it's golden, like daylight. You got to step into to the daylight and let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. And then her spoken outro. I want to be defined by the things well, wait, wait, that I wait, love. Wait, 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 wait. Let's talk whoa, whoa, about whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about okay. the singing, the sing, the song finishing up. I think. Okay. I think um, you know it's nice all that layering. It's really beautiful, but I like that mm-hmm. the end is sort of this like it's golden like daylight. You got to step into the daylight and let it go. Like I think Taylor mm-hmm. goes a, does a good job of always giving us that like action, that action item where she's like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the lesson we learned, and. Um, I think here it's like a reminder that it's not enough to just be happy to just find your person. You have to like, you have to like let it go. Like you have to Mm -hmm. let go of the past, let go of those like Mm -hmm. obsessive tendencies, whatever you're like holding on to that baggage and just like allow yourself to, to be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Like repeat those mantras, center yourself and, and allow yourself to feel to feel safe in the in the home you created. And I like that too because it kind of like puts you into that mindset of, yes, yeah, she found this guy. He's perfect. But everything's not fixed because of him. Mm-hmm. You still need to work on yourself. Yeah. And right now, yeah. what she needed to do was just let it go and just kind of yeah. like – And I think that's that is where the outro, the spoken word makes sense because Mm -hmm. 
because she goes on to say not like oh isn't it nice that I have a boyfriend and like I love him and he makes Mm -hmm. it so fun to like be me it's like she's saying like let it go let it go let it go and then it and then it slows down it's left with just the piano and then she like Mm -hmm. shares this this final thesis statement Mm -hmm. and this is her thesis for lover I want to be defined by the things that I love not the things I hate not the things I'm afraid of I'm afraid of or or the things that haunt me in the middle of the night I just think that you are what you love very Very sweet sweet. I mean not like revolutionary idea by any means but I think no I think it works in the context of this song first of all because it is like the song at its heart is yes, like I'm in love. Isn't that great? And I've realized what love is and what sh- should be, but it also is a reflection on like what she'd been doing wrong and, and what she'd been getting caught up in, in the past mm-hmm. and how now she's like shedding that she's letting that go. She's like, you know what? I don't want to focus on the, the baggage. I don't want to constantly be rehashing what someone did to wrong me. I don't want to be defined by these ex relationships, by these bad blood moments by these, you know, uh, narratives that I would very much like to be excluded from. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'd rather focus on the things I love. And I think that's a real wake up call for Taylor in particular, because she's talked about ever with since folklore, especially where she's like, I didn't know what I was going to write about if I wasn't Mm -hmm. writing about my personal life. And I think that was like a traumatic thing for her, a hurdle to get over because she's like, I know how to do this well. I know how to do a good break up a good angsty anthem. And she still does, but now she's not as concerned with like, oh wait, I have to do everything personal all the time. She's now been able to prove that she can write songs that have nothing to do with her, but are still real mm-hmm. human emotions. And mm-hmm. I think this is a moment in time where Taylor Allison Swift realized like, okay, I I actually can control my narrative a little differently than I have been, where I thought I just had to spill my truth all over and see what stuck and what people thought about and like how they latched on to certain things. Now she's like, Oh, I can like show people that, that this is what I care about. Not just what yeah. happened to me on X, Y, and Z day of my life back in whatever year it was. And yeah, so I it think it works too. Yeah. It shows you a lot too, because I think before that, like she's been, she wanted to give people what she thought they wanted and like, mm-hmm. Oh, they want my dirt. They want my heartbreak. They want this. They want that. Like you had said, now she's kind of finally like, Oh, I can do what I want. Like mm-hmm. I can flex my muscles, my, my vocal cords, my writing, my storytelling into the way that I want. And I love that. Like mm-hmm. she kind of played, with, she played that with a, a little bit on reputation, but lover that's when you got death by a thousand cuts and you got it. And like, a few other songs where she kind of was flexing with. And then I love that because of quarantine, it really gave her that, that flex to do that because no one was really expecting anything from her. And she was like, Oh, I'm going to do what I want. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that is that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, um, someone on Reddit was like, Oh my gosh, this song is like truly the epitome of the end of a decade, but a start of an age. And I think that's really true, especially looking at how her career shaked out after this is that this was the last word on a whole era. And she was like, 
I want to be defined by the things I love. And what does she love? She loves songwriting. She loves crafting stories. Mm-hmm. She loves character. And and she's been able to do that with her albums ever since then. And even in redrafting her old recordings, she's been able to prove that like what she loves is songwriting and that that's what she wants to own. That's That's not necessarily that she thinks no one like she's proud of what she's accomplished in the terms of her career. And like, I think it's important that she's been able to kind of take this truth, this lesson learned and apply it. And now to album three cycles later. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we have the song. I love it. So should we get into yeah. the Taylor of it all? Let's do it. Um, okay. Do you have uh, the best uh, Taylor Swift line for you? The Taylor of it all. Ooh, I did not even think of that. What's yours? Let me go through. <laughs> I only thought of an Easter egg. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> I mean, I, I can go. I think the best, the Taylor Swift line here for me is definitely, um, and maybe this is like going to be the same for everything because I think it is kind of the the heart and soul of this song in particular, but I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden mm-hmm. is such a nod to her past self. It's such a direct reference to red that it just feels mm-hmm. like that is the most Taylor Swift thing she could do, which is rewrite one of her earlier greater hits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I not going to steal yours because it's just, that's an easy <laughs> one to fall back on. And if I would have thought about it, maybe that would have been mine. Um, I'm going to go with, one of her spoken outros because I feel still feel like that's that's still a lyric because it's on the song. Yeah, um, I want to be defined by the things that I love. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that shows like a lot of growth, like you were saying, like this point forward. It's a new era, new Taylor. Yeah. She's doing what she wants. She's doing what she loves. So, what's your favorite Easter egg? There's a lot here, obviously. So my favorite Easter egg ties in with the L article where she gives everybody um, the 30 lessons that she's learned before she was 30. And the one was, you just got to step into the daylight and let it go. And that directly ties into the lyric. And everyone was thinking too, like, oh, daylight, let it go. And everyone was like freaking out about that when it became a lyric. And they're like, oh, I see it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that too. I think that's a really... Uh, that those are the kind of easter eggs i like right where it's like mm-hmm. oh where she's like this outfit screams tis the damn season and you learn yeah. later that that's an actual lyric i think that's fun and clever and she she does that well and i think it means especially it's especially meaningful considering that that was like the one where she is that the one she wrote her 30 lessons before 30 or was that mm-hmm. just a different one oh okay that was her the owl so like 30 lessons before another, 30 yeah, yeah. there's another like lesson learned um my favorite easter egg in the song i think it's fun that she put in the um sneaking in your sneaking in your bed Mm -hmm. back and forth from new york i think um it's obviously reminiscent of cruel summer where she's talking about sneaking in through the garden gate every night that summer just to steal your I don't know. Trust your fate. I did really good. I had most of the lyric there. Our fate, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We get it. We all get it. Um, And so I like this like idea of sneaking and like even in she even when she's talking about like being in the daylight, she still can't help herself. She throws that cloak on and she's still doing something sneaky. I think that's a great little (laughs) nod to. (laughs) You just can't quit it, you know. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Okay. What's your final score? Mm, I give it 
Okay, I'm grading it on a, the Lover album score, and I, I think it really mm. shines bright out of some of the, the misses, so I would give it an A. Give mm. it an A minus. Um, wow, yeah, I'm giving it a B minus. I think um, it might be a little harsh. I really do enjoy this song, but I think she just has so many good songs that this one just kind of it falls yeah. down the ranking for me. But I think yeah. she does a lot of good Thanks. stuff here. So, okay. Don't come at um, me. <laughs> I won't come at you. You think about things a lot more than I do. I'm more like, hmm, <laughs> I like it. I'm lover. Okay. Uh, what grade, or not what grade, where did that? Would it have made <laughs> Lover Fest? <laughs> Would it have made Lover Fest? 100%. Will it make yeah. a future set list? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know kinda, if it's like so you said, it kind of falls. Yeah. yeah. Is that a song that I'm, I'm like, name name your favorite song off of Lover? I'm not like, Daylight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I, I can see it being meaningful to her in the same way like New Year's Day was. So maybe she would work it in. But I just feel like there's so many others that she could do at this point that I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. see this one popping up. Well, maybe we'll find out next year or the year after that. One yeah. day we'll find out. One day we'll find out yeah. what goes on on the tour. Yeah. Um, but I don't have any like t- tea time or any conspiracies. Oh, yeah, do you? No. It's been kind of like not dramatic on on my front. At least I haven't seen us. anything. <laughs> Good for us. If anyone does come up with, you know, see any tea that maybe we, we'd want to talk about, feel free to email us, DM us, tweet us. You can find us at Swiftish Podcast on Instagram. Um, I think SwiftishPod13 on Twitter. And you can always email us at SwiftishPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Fun times all around. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And if you guys want to, you know, support us, we're so uh, grateful for our Patreons. You can go to Swift. We can go. I always say Swiftish. I always do this all the time. You can go to Patreon.com backslash SwiftishPodcast and find us there. But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, we loved being defined by you. Because we love <laughs> <Yeah>. you. Yeah. <laughs>